0: There and online at 960thebull.com your home for cbs sports radio wrns kinston
1: sports talk 960 the bull cbs sports
2: radio and welcome to hour two of brian of <laughs> <sighs> it's monday guys uh you, you gotta cut me a little bit of slack okay listen welcome To uh (laughs) welcome to hour two of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. My name is Brian Hanks. This is episode eight hundred of the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore Community College. Uh and it's hour two. If you today is Monday, February the thirteenth. It's uh Valentine's Day Eve, like I said in the first hour. Guys. This is your chance. Get out there. Get your girls something. Hey, I know. Listen, our majority of our listeners are dudes. I mean, I know we've got some female listeners, and I appreciate that. But, guys, I'm trying to help you here. Listen, if you're listening to this live, it's 8 a.m. Or even if you're listening to the replay, it's 4 p.m. On Monday. February 13th, get out there and go, So you know, get your girls something. Get your cool points, okay? But uh, listen, episode 800 of the Brian Hanks Show presented by Lenore Community College. Uh, if you missed our first hour, you missed a really good, really fast-moving hour. We had Paul Whittington join us, and we pretty much talked NASCAR the entire time uh, as uh, we uh, are getting ready for the Daytona 500 this uh, Sunday as we're getting ready for the start of the 23 season. And if there's something that I love that I really, really love about NASCAR, you know, if you talk basketball, it's always, you know, like the the 22, 23 season, or if you talk the NFL season, the playoffs roll over into uh, the next year or two. Uh, baseball is good because, you know, it goes from April to October or sometimes November. So they'll stay in the same calendar year, but that's what I love the most about NASCAR is when you talk about the 23 season, you're talking about the 23 season. I mean, you don't get confused and it starts, like I said, this Sunday at, uh, Daytona. And again, uh, thank you to Paul Whittington for joining us in our first hour to talk about that. He'll be back on Friday show too, to, uh, help get us ready on the, uh, on the precipice of the uh, 23 season of nascar uh coming up this hour we're gonna have uh our good friend uh, scott scooter rogers on he's a play-by-play voice of ecu baseball uh main reason well there's two main reasons i wanted him on this week anyway to talk about uh the uh first pitch of the season which begins this friday at home against george washington but uh just a, a very very sad uh, sudden passing of Jeff Charles voice of uh ECU football and basketball for 35 years and uh just want to I know uh, Jeff has just had such an impact on Scooter and we're going to talk about that too. Uh yes, uh Jason Bryant, I will I'll, I'll jump into this a little bit. I'm not afraid to talk about how uh, Virginia uh about Virginia winning uh on Saturday against Duke. Do I feel good about it? No, I really don't. I mean, I hate the way the game ended. Uh, You got to think that uh, Flipkowski or whatever that goofy-looking guy's name is that plays for Duke, he uh, – should have probably had a chance to go to the free throw line. Now, he hadn't scored to that point in the game. So, who knows if he would have even, you know, hit one of the free throws. I mean, that's that's a hard place to shoot free throws in, at uh, in Charlottesville, at, uh, at J- John Paul Jones Arena. But, you know what? It is what it is. I mean, again, am I proud of that's the way that, you know, my Virginia Cavaliers beat the hated Duke Blue Devils? No, I'm not proud of it, but... It is what it is. I mean, we see these things happen every year. I mean, referees are human. Technology is not perfect. And uh, I, it makes you wonder. They probably should have taken another couple of minutes to uh, to get it right. I mean, I guess that's the part that bothers me the most. I hate winning a game like that, and I really do. I mean, if Virginia loses because they fouled somebody with .1 seconds left on the clock or however the interpretation of that rule was, uh, Duke probably should have gotten the free throws. But you know what? Virginia's been screwed in the past too. Other teams have been too. And if you know what, this is what uh, Shire said, and other and uh, the player said, it shouldn't have came down to that. You know, I mean, you lost to a team that what hit eight of twenty three free throws or something like that. You you missed shots that you should have hit, so you didn't lose the game, Duke and jason bryant and scott whittington and all you other duke fans you didn't lose the game because of that play right there at the end you lost the game because of all the other plays that you blew during the game so it is what it is um uh, i'm going to read what jason said here i hope he doesn't curse in it because i'm going to read it directly (laughs) he said his point is they didn't spend too much time looking at the video reviews with craft it doesn't matter i don't know what that means he must be doing uh dictating it he said they didn't take the time to get it right at the end of the game and i agree with you jason i agree with you wholeheartedly i mean they should have taken the time to get it right they shouldn't have been worried about oh you know if we go four minutes on this it's going to upset everybody and espn's got to get to the next game and you know whatever else that they've got to do that shouldn't have been the case they should have worried about getting it right but you know what the end result of it is virginia won the game you guys lost the game and uh life goes on so uh congratulations to the cavaliers who are still atop the uh, uh atop the acc I, I guess they're tied right now but man what a uh, it's going to be a great race all the way down to the end and i'm telling you one thing the uh <laughs> Jason said, "Boo! I can appreciate that, but it's going to come down to the uh, to the very end. That's for sure uh, in the ACC tournament this year." And Greensboro is just going to be amazing. Absolutely amazing. I can tell you what else is going to be absolutely amazing, and it's ECU baseball. Uh, and on the line with us right now, our friend and uh, a good, just one of the, the great dudes out there. It's Scott Scooter Rogers. He's a radio play by play voice of your ECU Pirates. And uh, again, just man, I can't wait to hear you this year calling games uh, when you're on the road and. Uh, just, uh, seeing all the great games that ECU is going to play. And I got to ask you before we jump into anything else. And believe me, I want to talk about Jeff Charles here in a moment, but I want to start with, uh, with ECU baseball scooter. I got to tell you, man, I, and now being around the campus yesterday, talking to a couple of, uh, you know, uh, your fellow ECU employees, there's a lot of buzz there, but dude, I'm telling you right here in Lenore County and just around Eastern North Carolina, there's a buzz about this 23 season. Isn't there scooter?
3: There is. You know, this is a uh, a team that is much improved from last year. They've sealed a lot of holes from what they've lost from last year's team and, and really boosted its bullpen from last year, which if you followed ECU last year, you knew the pitching staff was kind of pieced together all season long. But there is, there's a really big buzz about this team and being a, a lot of the inter-squad scrimmages they've had on the weekends the past couple of weeks, uh the the players are excited they're all excited there's a lot of energy energy around this group and as you said there's a lot of energy around the fan base as well and so it's going to be a a very exciting 2023 season well i am
2: very excited we're going to talk a lot about that here during this interview but man just heartbreaking heart-wrenching uh thing that happened friday in new orleans and uh I know how. Well, I don't know how close you were to Jeff Charles, uh, the voice of uh, Pirates athletics, of Pirates football, Pirates uh, basketball, but I can tell you, uh, just it, it just uh, overwhelmed social media and just all the tributes and everybody's there for 35 years, I'm longer, much longer than you've even been alive, Scooter. That, uh-huh. Je- and I and I say that non-ironically. I mean, I say that in. I mean, Scott, uh, our Scott Whittington you know, such a big fan, Paul Whittington, who we just had here on the air, uh, in our first hour. I mean, there, there are generations. I'm not saying one, there are two, three generations of folks. That's all they know. When they've listened to pirate football and basketball is Jeff Charles. What? First off my condolences. I know how I don't know, but I, I, I assume you're very, very close to him. And I, you've talked about him before here on the show about what he's meant to you. This just had to be, it's gotta be gut wrenching for you. Scooter.
3: I, I put on social media Friday night, but I have never cried so much after getting a phone call. Um, But Jeff, Jeff meant the world to me. Um, you know, like you just said, there's so many people that have listened to him for so many years. And, you know, when I was, I believe, four or five years old when I first started getting into ECU, and, and, and Jeff was a big part of that because, you know, when you thought of East Carolina football, basketball, when you thought about a broadcast, you automatically thought of Jeff Charles, and and not hearing that voice anymore is going to hurt. Um, I'm I'm kind of glad <laughs> that Wednesday is a home game, yeah, for us, and uh, so I don't have to listen to the radio broadcast because it would be very very weird not hearing his voice on there. But he did. He meant the world to me. Um, you know, he helped me so much. During this past baseball season, um, I'll tell you a little story real quick. First, when I first got him out, getting that job uh, later that night, I got a text from him saying, "Hey, this is Jeff Charles. You know, welcome aboard to the team. Want to take you out to lunch and wow. just, just talk. Um, And we ended up going to the Scullery downtown Greenville and had a little brunch. And we just sat there and talked. Um, you know, he asked me. You know what I was concerned about coming up. You know if there was anything that I was nervous about, um, those sorts of things. And you know I asked him. I said, you know, what is what is the advice you have? You know what, you know. And we sat there and we talked about his, you know, his life story about how he how he got into radio and some of the first jobs he had, the, the the many job opportunities that he had to leave East Carolina, and he turned every single one of them down obviously but uh it was it was really cool to be able to do that and you know and not just then you know we would talk all the time through baseball season, and now that I'm doing women's basketball this year for e c u um you know he would listen to games and and critique me on things that that I needed to work on and and he, and in everything that I've pretty much learned i've learned i I've, I've learned probably ninety percent of my broadcast style from him. Just because I looked up to him so much and uh and yeah, it's gonna it's gonna hurt not having that person to lean on anymore and as I said the other day, um, you know, I lost a colleague, I lost a mentor and lost a friend as well as as much did all of Pirate Nation.
2: I got to tell you, man. I know people that I've looked to, looked up to in my career, and I'm much, much, much older than you. I'm 54, and but, but what I mean by that is, I remember when I started writing uh, back in the early 90s, and the guys that I looked up to, the Richard Walkers, the uh, just the folks in Western North Carolina that would take the time. I mean, that, that means more than anything. It meant more to me than anything. When they would take the time to read an article and, and give me an honest critique. And sometimes I didn't hear what I wanted to hear. I didn't hear from Richard all the time about, oh, uh, you know, oh, you're so good. I mean, no, it would be like, Hey, you need to work on this. Your, your leads are a little bit weak. You need to improve on that. You had, that shows you more than anything, how much he cared about you, that he would take time out of, he would take time out of, uh listening to you to, to give you that kind of critique, didn't it, Scooter?
3: Absolutely, and, you know, it means so much coming from someone like him that, you know, it, it, he doesn't have to do that. You know, as you just said with, with the people you knew, they don't, they don't have to do that. They don't have to sit there and, and critique somebody. They don't have to sit there and give you advice, but they do because they care, and, and that, was, that was Jeff. You know, he cared about everybody. Um, you know, I've talked to Corey Gore. I've talked to him multiple times over, since this happened. And, uh, you know, he was the same way with Corey. You know, he sat down, he said he had lunch, um, with him a, a bunch of times. He talked to him a bunch of times about how to improve his craft. And I mean, you see how good of a broadcaster Corey Gore is now, but like I said, you know, it, it just shows you how good of a person Jeff was, not just a broadcaster because he, he was an excellent human being. And, uh, and and it's just going to be a it's going to be a tough couple of weeks
2: getting over this. Uh, well, and it's going to be more than a couple of weeks, Scooter. I can tell you. You're you're a young pup, but I can tell you. I mean, it's going to be something that you'll carry with you for a long, long time. Uh, and again, I just I, what does this mean to Pirate Nation? Do you think? And not we've talked about you personally and right around the campus, but. I'm talking about the the those folks who <laughs> that are in their even in their 40s scooter that all they remember ever hearing on the radio is uh, is Jeff Charles. I mean, I it, I think it's got to be kind of like the way it was with Carolina fans and Woody
3: Durham, right? Uh, it it definitely is. Um, you know, it would be the same way for me if I had not got into broadcasting because, as you said earlier, you know, it's the, it's the only voice that that people have known. Um, you know, there's there's two or three generations with some that this is the only voice they know, and you know when you lose when you when you're so dependable I would say on turning on that radio dial and hearing that voice and knowing that it's going to be one of the best called games you'll hear for your life every single broadcast. It's, it's going to be different. It's going to be very different. But you know, as you said, with uh, it, it it all struck everybody was struck when this happened um you know the the many texts and phone calls that I received Friday night once the news broke publicly it was it was crazy how much how many people w- reacted to this and you don't realize I think how much someone reaches people until someone something like this happens and and you know I, I knew that Jeff was so big to Pirate Nation but I Like I said, I don't think people realize how big he was to people until this happened Friday night. Well, and uh, I'll, I'll we'll wrap up uh, talking
2: about Jeff with this. Uh, Scott Whittington sent me a picture. I didn't even realize they had done it out at the football stadium that uh, they had put his – You know, a remembrance of him on the scoreboard and uh, from what Scott told me, and you could tell me more in depth, I guess, it's going to be up there for, I guess, another week or so or for several days at the very least. You guys just, and I'm I'm serious, as being outside your bubble, yes, I do a little bit of work for you now here and there with PA stuff. But, I mean, ECU, they just, everything is first class. I mean, and especially the way that, I know before the women's game yesterday uh, showed, you know, they had a tribute to him, And I'm sure we'll do it for the men's game on Wednesday night too. And even when football season starts, it just, you guys, and I got to say, and I'm saying you guys because, I mean, you're an ECU guy through and through and through. You really do honor those that mean a lot to you, don't you?
3: They do. Um, you know, the, the marketing crew and, and everybody in athletics does a great job of of doing that but it's like you said you know there's going to be so many more tributes I think to Jeff um you know it was uh yesterday doing that game on radio for the women that uh, granted Jeff didn't do women's games but that was the first network broadcast since since he had passed and, and and it was tough you know and I knew it was going to be tough going in um that was that definitely was the most emotional broadcast that I have ever done and um, I, I don't know who's going to be wearing that headset Wednesday night for the men's game, but I'm sure that's going to be the that that will be the most emotional broadcast that anyone has ever done. And um, you know, yesterday before that game, Corey Cory called me probably about two and a half hours beforehand. He said he said normally I would give you some advice here, but he said I don't have any for you. He said wow. he, he said you you can't offer some advice on this because because no one you can't prepare for this he said you know he said that pre is going to be special he said you're going to put your true feelings out there and then once that ball is tipped off at midcourt he said it's it's you're going to settle in just like it's any other game and you're going to have a heck of a broadcast and that's what I hope did, and I hope I did it in Jeff's honor yesterday.
2: You well, know, I was at the game, and I what didn't, so I didn't have an opportunity to listen to you yesterday, Scooter. But I, I know you well enough to know that you did. Last thing I'll say about that, I thought it was very, very classy what you guys did with leaving uh, headphones and a seat open and a, and a rose there. And I'm getting emotional just thinking. It, I saw the picture that you guys posted. I thought that was very classy too, Scooter.
3: It was. Uh, it was. It was the least that we could do for him, and. I'm sure we will do something very similar on Wednesday night. Oh,
2: very good. Well, listen, uh, rest in peace, Jeff Charles. And again, I, I said in the, my opening monologue in the first hour, uh, I'm just mad at myself. I mean, I'd talked to him. You know, we knew each other professionally. I mean, I've been around, I was a sports editor for six years for the Free Press, and he was always very, very kind to us. And I, you know, in passing over the past couple of years, uh, I'd said something about, you know, wanting to have him on the show, and he's like, you know, hey, just call me. You got my number. Just call me. I'd love to come on, and I never did, and I'm just – Scooter, I'm just uh, – I'm mad at myself. I'm mad at myself. I, I, wish I, had, I wish I had done it. You know how you always put stuff off because, oh, you know what? I'll have him on during football season, or I'll have
3: him on before the conference tournament or something, and you just never know, dude. Right. You never know, and, you know, it shows that, you know, we can't take every day for granted in this life.
2: Absolutely. Listen, uh, like I said, on the line with us right now is Scott Scooter Rogers. He is the voice of uh, ECU baseball here uh, in Eastern North Carolina. And I tell you what, I do want to talk baseball. We'll get into that in a few minutes. But I did want to brag on uh, the basketball teams real quick. You do the the women's basketball, and they are having a hell of a season. And I'm telling you, uh, I was very impressed with yesterday. Dude, Amaya, well, they call her Maya, Maya joyner Joiner, uh, the young lady, the freshman from Farmville Central. We got to see her every year. She knocked North Lenora out of the playoffs, I think, a couple of years, knocked Kinston out of the state playoffs uh, at least one and maybe two years. She is absolutely the real deal, isn't she, Scooter?
3: She is, and if you ask Kim McNeil about her, she'd say, well, this is not the Amaya Joiner that you're going to see for future years because she has so much more potential in her game than what she's showing right now and you know she's still getting out of some of those freshman jitters out there but if you got the freshman jitters and you're putting you know 19 20 some points up a game then I can't imagine what's going to happen in, in future years for her but you know what a get for Kim McNeil and her staff to get her on campus because she had so many other opportunities to go and play elsewhere and electing to stay home and play for the hometown university obviously is is paid off for both teams. But, you know, like you said, not only just Amaya joiner, but, you know, Danae McNeil, the transfer from Clemson, didn't have a great year last year and has and worked her butt off in the summer to get to this point. And you know, Kim McNeil will tell you too, you know, they wake up pretty much every morning, and she looks at her phone and there's a text from Danae saying, Hey, what time can I get in the gym? That sort of thing <laughs> so she she continuously just works and works and works and it proves because her and her and Amaya joiner have have really gotten this team to where they are today
2: well dude that is uh it's just awesome and, and that's one of the things we've said about the men's basketball program well, I tell you what, before we segue to men's i did want to ask you what are the what do you think i mean right now where we sit right now scooter is this an ncaa team i would like to think at the very least that a women's team is a, at least in a w uh, wnit team aren't they
3: i believe so you know they're definitely a wnit team um I think their their net ranking is a little bit too high right now for for them to be an at large NCAA tournament bid. Okay. Um, I, I believe their net ranking is somewhere in the nineties right now. Um, but you know, you never know. Let's say they they went out the rest of the year and maybe pick up a win or two in the conference tournament, and and you never know what could happen. You know, I, I said something to someone yesterday. I said you know, halfway through the year, you know, nobody thought East Carolina baseball was gonna even make the NCAA tournament and there they were a few outs away from the college world series. So, you know, just keep on just winning is the biggest thing and, and hopefully good things will happen. But uh yeah, I think definitely a WNIT team for sure. And then if you could if you can get a couple of wins, maybe still a win from a South Florida who who lost their first game in conference play yesterday um they prove that they can be beaten it's good. it would be very tough to beat them obviously but uh you know you never know what can happen when the postseason comes
2: around well i tell you what there's a we were talking we're going to get to baseball <laughs> god we're going to need to really do it here in a moment because i want to give a good solid 10 minutes to uh to uh cliff godwin and the pirates baseball team but man what a great job that uh first year coach for uh, e- or for uh, ecu men's basketball has done too I don't think there was anybody that thought they would be twelve and twelve or be five hundred at this point, and they've played a great season. I mean, they're three and eight right now in the American, but uh, an opportunity to uh, climb uh, here in the last couple of weeks of the regular season. Uh, Coach Schwartz has done just a really, really good job with this men's team too. Hasn't he, Scooter?
3: He has, and uh, obviously it was a, a very interesting situation that that he stepped into with not having a a ton of players left from the previous staff. And, uh, you know, he did, He he worked the portal hard and, and worked recruiting hard in the offseason. And it's like you said, you know, there's there's not many people that thought this team was going to be 500 with only a few games to go in the regular season. And, uh, you know, I think that's a credit to, to him and his staff for how well that they've handled this group. And, and, and they've dealt with a lot of adversity as well. I mean, obviously Winston Tabs is now in the transfer portal um, you know, anytime you anytime you lose your leading scorer like Javon Small halfway through the year, that's obviously you know very tough. And you know, if they had Javon Small right now, which hopefully he can maybe come back for the conference tournament at the end of the year. Um, you know, if they had him right now, you know, maybe they maybe they are a game or two over five hundred right now. And you know, the the one thing that that's impressed me about this team is obviously they're not the best team out there, but. They go out there and they play so hard every single game and and they just it shows the intensity that that they are feeding off of from coach Schwartz because watching him coach is, is amazing on the sideline because he coaches with with so much intensity and and truly cares about this program um and, and in the future years with what he's done recruiting you know this past season. With what he's got now and what's going to be coming in in the next year or two, this East Carolina basketball program is
2: going to be fun to watch. And I tell you what, we've said this for years here in Kinston, Scooter. Let me tell you, young man, we just wanted ECU to recruit its backyard. Farmville, Kinston, Goldsboro, Wilson, so many great players here. And for that signing that he did uh, with the young man from uh, Goldsboro High School and from uh, Nash County, I love what he's doing, and uh, I tell you what, if he continues to do that, and there's a cut. let me tell you, there's a couple of good players here in Lenore County too. I really th- – <laughs> listen, not only do I think it's going to put W's on the scoreboard, I think it's also going to put butts in the seat too. When you get local products who have been stars in Goldsboro and Farmville and Kinston and Wilson and Rocky Mount, and you get them over at ECU, that can't do anything but put more butts in the seat and get more
3: W's on the scoreboard, Scooter. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. And I think a, a great example of that is Amaya Joiner with the women's team because y- y- you saw yesterday, you know, half of Farmville comes and watches yeah. her play yes. every single game. And and I think that's going to be the same, especially when the two players that he's recruited from Goldsboro and Southern Nash get into town. And, you know, whenever, like you said, whenever you have players from your backyard, you know, there's there's so many benefits of that. And as you said, there's there's so much talent in this area. Everybody knows that, you know, not just, just obviously you have Kinston with such a rich tradition with Kinston High School, but you have so many talented players in Pitt County as well, and you know, it's, it's always been tough, because you have those, you have those programs of North Carolina, Duke, and NC State, that, that's only two hours down the road that, you know, if you're a really good player, you're, you're passing over East Carolina, and you're, you're going to go play for one of the ACC schools. But when you have a new blood come in here and, you know, I think one of the messages you tell these kids is, hey, you know, this place doesn't have the best history, but you come here and you build it and you will become that first part of the history, I believe. And I think that message could could reach a lot of people. And I think if that is the message that Coach Schwartz is preaching, I think he's, he's gotten off to a good start with it, getting two of the best players in the area. And absolutely one thousand percent
2: agree with you there, Scooter. And the last thing we'll say because we got to get to baseball. Well, the last thing I'll say <laughs> about the the last thing I'll say about that though is that I was so impressed in his first week on the job, and I don't even know if you know this, or I don't know if you and I talked about it. He made a visit to Kinston High School's open gym, which had not been done for like twenty two, twenty three years. Had a had an e, an ECU head basketball coach come to Kinston High School for an open gym. And guess what I heard also? The same day, he drives over to Farmville and attends their open gym too. The head coach of ECU, and I'm telling you, dude, it can do nothing, nothing but help that program. And I can't wait to see uh, this influx of players that he's going to get from ENC. It's going to be a true East Carolina University when he's got the stars from Eastern North Carolina playing there. I can't wait for that. Okay, let's get that out of the way. Let's talk about baseball, man. I am so geeked. I'm telling you, there are fans all over. I got Danny Rice listening right now, who's a big Pirate Club guy. We've got a, a ton of people listening that are big uh, ECU baseball fans. Uh, Scooter, uh, it's in the air. It's just this little buzz just going around. Uh, it, it, this is going to be a special season, isn't it? I guess it, I, I know that's kind of a softball question to throw to you, Scooter, but it does. It feels like we're on the on the threshold of a very, very special 2023 season, doesn't it?
3: It does, and, uh, you know, obviously the players try to ignore a lot of the social media buzz around it because it is a big distraction, but it's, it's great for the fans. You know, I think there's a – like you said, there's a ton of buzz around this program right now, and, and you, you know, you look at the team like we were saying at the beginning of the show, they they picked up a lot of pieces from last year. They really boosted that bullpen, which everybody knows last year pitching staff-wise, they really pieced it together all season long with – what happened at the beginning of the year to to going through the year with some injuries and uh you know i think i think the pitching staff is going to be the the more fun thing to watch on this club because you know like i said they they picked up so many pieces bullpen wise um and and even starters you know you look right now at that rotation and even though it's not set you know you're pretty sure that that, that Carter Spivey, that Garrett Sailor's definitely going to be in that maybe, and maybe even a Josh Rose in that start, in that starting rotation as well. And, uh, you know, not just there, but as I said, the bullpen's going to be fun because there's so many pieces you can go to now, and you don't have to depend on the same one, two, or three guys to come in and pitch every single game. Um, and it allows your guys to rest as well so that they're more healthy and they can do it at a better you know with better stamina when they come in for their outings
2: absolutely listen we have the expert here on the line with us right now the voice of ecu baseball scott scooter rogers on the brian hanks show this morning and i've got to thank our sponsor here real quick uh, it's uh, UNC Lenore Healthcare. Thank you so much to UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview every day here on The Brian Hanks Show. Uh, UNC Lenore Healthcare offers a range of specialty services and technology you would only expect to find at hospitals in larger cities. Visit UNC Lenore Healthcare at 100 Airport Road right here in Kinston for all your healthcare needs or call them at 252 522 7000. And again, Thank you to Beverly Jenkins, all the folks over at UNC Lenore Healthcare for being the exclusive sponsor of the big interview, our big interview, Scott Scooter Rogers, the voice of ECU baseball. Now we had Cliff on or a coach, uh, Cliff Godwin on here uh, for a big interview, I think think uh two weeks ago and one of the things that he mentioned scooter was that listen we cannot get off to the same start that we did last year yes we had the 20 game winning streak that you know helped put us in position to you know for the rest of the season but he said that's one of the main goals of this team is to not get you know not be 500 what 20 games 25 games into the season they've got to get off to a better start do you agree obviously you have to agree with that right
3: yeah absolutely you no, obviously you can't be preseason right like we are it gets yeah. swept by it gets swept and open in opening the weekend by uh by someone like Bryant but uh yeah I mean you got to get off to a better start than you did last year and and I think they will um you know I think and, and everybody knows this. there was a ton of distractions around that team last year the start of the year and so I think that had a lot to do with it and you know, not having a true identity of that team at the beginning of the year, especially like I said, with what just happened. Played a lot into that. But uh yeah, I mean you gotta have a better start than than what you did last year and, you know, I think that's gonna change this year because and, and this is a it's an interesting schedule the the to do too this year, you know, I think there's a lot of fun early season games out there for this club and uh it's gonna be fun to, to fun to watch and There's a ton of home games, so you do not (laughs) have an excuse to not come watch this team play because this team, I don't think, leaves the state of North Carolina until Final Four weekend when they go to Houston.
2: Wow. I'm sitting here with the schedule in front of me. I didn't even realize that, Scooter, but yeah, uh, go ahead. We will be in Houston the same weekend as the Final Four is going on. That is insane. I did not realize that, but that's crazy. George Washington this weekend, uh, 4 o'clock on Friday, 2 o'clock on Saturday, 1 o'clock on Sunday, uh, at Campbell uh, a week from tomorrow, and then whew, you know it's going to be awesome. The Tar Heels of the University of North Carolina rolling into Greenville. Those are going to be a couple of fun days uh, next weekend, Friday and Saturday, aren't they?
3: Yeah, it is. And, you know, and just take out the part, but it's, that is North Carolina and and (laughs) that and just you know there's two outstanding programs and two outstanding teams this year that are poised to have amazing seasons um you know Scott Forbes has done a great job since taking over for Mike Fox a few years ago and and in looking at this series too you know there's so many it's just great for college baseball because you look and it's so much of a unique series you know how the first two games are in Greenville this year, and then Sundays in Chapel Hill. Um, and, and, and we did it last year. They did it before COVID as well. And, and it's neat because it allows, you know, obviously there's a, there's not many of those that happen in college baseball, and I think you know we're fortunate to be able to have a series like that for them to do that. But it's like I said, it's not just good overall for college baseball, but it's great for the state of North Carolina because it gets to be able to showcase both programs and, and shows, you know, like I said, all of college baseball, what these programs are about. Listen, I cannot tell you, you talk about a fast
2: moving 30 minutes. We just did a fast moving 30 minutes. You got to get to class young man.
3: I do. I have class at (laughs) 9am. I'm uh, getting ready to hop in the car right now and head to camp.
2: You are the best man. Dude, can we have you on a couple of times this season? I'd love to talk with some of these big series that are coming up and have you help us preview them, Scooter
3: absolutely you know i'm just a text message away so hit me up anytime well
2: you are the best scott scooter rogers the voice of ecu baseball thank you so much for joining us this morning again please accept our condolences for the loss of your friend and everybody's friend uh jeff charles and uh just hope you guys have some peace over the next couple weeks but uh can't wait I, i you know i'm a big time listener keith spence is a huge listener of yours so is danny rice tons of people here in
3: kenton we can't wait
2: to hear you calling ecu baseball my friend
3: well, thank you, Brian, and uh, can't wait for Friday to get here. It's going to be fun.
2: It is. Scott Scooter, Rogers, ECU. We'll talk to you soon, dude.
3: Yes, sir. Thank you.
2: There you go. I tell you what, let's play the birthday game. We'll come back and wrap up this Monday, this 800th edition of the Brian Hanks show. Uh, what, this Monday, February 13th edition, right after we play the birthday game. It's Monday, Monday, February the 13th in the year of our Lord 2023. It's time to play the birthday game. But before we even get into any of that, Jonathan Massey, what a Super Bowl, man. Uh Great party. I went to ECU. I did the uh, PA for the women's uh, basketball team yesterday. Had a blast doing that at uh, Menji's Coliseum. Then we uh, beat feet up to uh, Paul's and watched the Super Bowl up at his place. Got to tell you, man another memorable super bowl jonathan
0: yeah i mean you know there was two teams on the field they gave it their best you know you got you got the states of missouri the state of uh, pennsylvania all rooting for their respective teams the rest of us rooting for the meteor <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, what'd you think about that play there at the end of the first half though dude i mean that uh, one i didn't even watch
1: that, the game when i heard people we, i heard women talking about that today.
2: exactly yeah. exactly well it's you know, only 8.45 this morning right now or whatever. But I get out
1: early, Brian. <laughs> you get out Buzz You're kill. talking
2: about when you went to breakfast this morning. <laughs> You're morning. not
1: driving over my jokes today,
0: pal. <laughs> yeah, we, That's, we had, yes, you want a free one. Yeah. <laughs> John and I met at Hardy's this morning. Okay. And I, and all the blue hairs were down there just fawning over the game.
2: Speaking of Hardy's, I know they're not a sponsor, but, man, that, whatever they call it, the super sausage biscuit, have you had that? We, I'm not We joking. both ordered I,
0: one this morning. Yeah. Oh, okay.
2: You've we, only had it because I brought you one. Well, there you go. Man, it is freaking awesome. That thing is good. But anyway, back to the Super Bowl. That play there at the end of the first this half. This
1: OCD moment or well, not uh, <laughs> ADHD moment brought yeah, to you. Yeah, buddy.
2: yeah, Brought to you by Concerta. Uh, <laughs> or lack thereof. Uh, you know, I weaned myself off that. Talk about the Super Bowl. Yeah, okay. Yeah, good call. Yeah, yeah I know, right? <laughs> Squirrel! <laughs> uh, but anyway, Super Bowl. Uh, dude. Where, where do you put this Super Bowl, like, in the in the realm of great Super Bowls of all time?
0: Let's see. Eagles versus Chiefs. It was probably number 57. Okay. This was That's
2: Super the Bowl. 57th Super Bowl. That's not bad. No, I'm just talking about well, I don't like either of those Well, things. the fact that it
1: became a blowout, it kind of killed it, too, you know.
2: Yeah, it was closer than I thought it was going to be. Oh, jeep, please. It was double digits. That's a blowout. <laughs> Anyway, uh, were you happy with it, Jonathan Massey?
0: I got to tell you, anytime the Chiefs and or Eagles win anything, no. But because the Kelsey brothers are so likable, I was fine either way.
2: Yeah, because there was a Kelsey playing for each one of them. So, yeah, Mm. that was awesome. So, uh, hey, congratulations to the Chiefs fans uh, for their victory or to the Eagles fans for uh, their victory. So uh, there you go. Somebody's editing until midnight tonight. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Oh, uh, Jonathan, man. Oh, how was your weekend, Jonathan?
0: It was great, Brian. You know, I had the I had the, uh, I had the old, old black and white TV out for the Super Bowl and had a had a nice bowl of cold cheese dip and uh, <laughs> got hey. to bed about seven thirty.
2: Wow, Good that's way. right. I didn't watch the Super Bowl. Well, it started at about six fifteen. You know,
1: Pre-game show started at Christmas.
2: <laughs> yeah, it did. That's true. That's true. What did, what did you think? Uh, did you watch it? No. Never have. You, well, you've watched it at my place before. You've come to one of my Super Bowl parties before.
1: Well, I, there was There was so much bedlam at those parties. I, it could have been a reenactment of 42nd Street. <laughs> I can America.
0: actually tell you the last Super Bowl I watched. Panthers. Panthers.
2: Wow. Didn't have a great experience that year. No? No. You were pretty angry, too. <laughs> I was, it was a rough three days, Brian. <laughs> God. A rough three days.
0: Wow. Oh, the Panthers losing and then My friend dies, so, you know, woo, oh, yay. That's okay, right. Uh, Depression.
1: I want you all to have it. Nobody deserves happiness. We've got to stop bringing up depressing stuff.
0: I know.
2: We segment. just Would you call this a Roberta Flack moment? I think we've... Uh, we, we've I think this
1: is going to require some surgery. Yeah. You're yeah. up next. Okay. Wow. For what? For what? He huh? did
0: the Roberta Flack thing. I did this. So yeah, I, that's true. I, I don't true, bring yeah. up
1: depressing stuff during the
2: show.
0: Not on purpose.
2: <laughs> anyway... <laughs> Uh, Jonathan Massey you won on uh, Friday you've won three days in a row now you lead five days to three Uh, tell us about GoEco Office Automation the title sponsor of this here birthday game
0: Uh, GoEco Office Automation and Jack Passelig and the fine staff down there um, have just been shelling out the greatest office automation equipment with the best client service this side of the Mississippi now, if you want to be as thrilled with your experience as Brian has been with his, for what three, four years? Oh now? no,
2: no, way before the pandemic. It's been like since 2018. So, so that thing's five, five years, years old.
3: Yeah.
0: Cheese and crackers. <laughs> <clears> throat>
2: she throat> looks like she just came out of the box. It,
0: yeah, except for that god awful sticker you put on
2: it. <laughs> oh, the Pirate Club sticker.
0: I didn't see that part. I just saw your name. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> oh, wait a minute. Wow.
2: That was pretty good. Mm.
0: But uh, you need to give Jock Passlake a call.
2: Okay. Uh, what is that phone number over there, Mizzle?
0: 252. 252. 252
2: 286. 286. 286 54. 54. What was with the pausing? I just, a little dramatic effect. Give Jock bang first buck. Well, what is the website? I know he's got a, a couple of websites, too. GoEcoNC.com, or
0: what is GoEco.com?
2: There you go. He was the lead singer of Genesis. And then had a spectacular solo career. this right here is in my top 10 favorite songs of all time okay Tell them who it is Peter Gabriel and the song
1: Hold on a second
2: in your eyes this is beautiful mm-hmm. this is uh, this is quality be epic right here okay
1: Gross. <laughs> just say it's a good song It's
2: a great song it's not just a good song it's a great song. do you remember the movie? No, John Cusack. Cusack. How do you say his name? Cusack. 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 Was in this with Ione Sky. Mm-hmm. Remember the movie? This yeah. wasn't a boombox. Yes, was it? it is. This is a song that is playing out of his boombox. Ooh, I'm getting goosebumps even just saying that. But really, it this is. Oh, here we go. Chorus. Say anything. Well,
1: I didn't have any. No, no, that prayer. was the name or, of the movie. Oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah.
2: They return.
1: What in God's name are you doing? I'm
2: dancing! <laughs> Wake from the inside! Look over here, Jonathan! You
1: can't pull Make that cat down far icon. enough to not see him. Ray oh. Charles could see that.
2: <laughs> in your eyes. Oh! Alright, calm down. Dude, this is. I got a story from this song, but I'm not going to share it. Okay. Thank, Thank you. God. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Who says miracles don't
1: still happen? Dude. Peter Gabriel. I like some of the stuff with Genesis, and I like certain songs, but I, I don't, I don't murp over him like some people do. I think he, he's. Would you consider what I just did murping? That was beyond murping. That <laughs> <It> was beyond. <laughs> that this was, uh, what about this song? This is a good song. He he's really only got one album that a lot of people know, and it's this album. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean he's he's done a lot of good stuff with Robert Fripp and all that kind of stuff. But I actually like Genesis better after he left. Yeah,
2: that's just me. Well, we got we watched that Genesis uh, documentary together. And I opened my eyes. I didn't know that he used to put like these different heads on. Well, and he all this.
1: he did that stuff to try to get some press coverage, and it worked. Yeah. but um, people were focusing on what he was wearing. They then they realized, oh, the songs are good too. Yeah, and most of the other guys were writing the songs, but
2: yeah, anywho. You know, Peter Gabriel, man, this song, God, this is—it's definitely in my top ten oh, favorite geez, songs of all time. Top ten, it really is. Uh, so uh, it goes to you, uh, Jonathan Massey. Peter my favorite, Gabriel. My oh, favorite please. Peter
1: Gabriel song is the duet he did with Kate Bush, "Don't Give Up." The video is just the two of them hugging and singing. Yes. For, it's not a very—it's it? not a very exciting song, so. Let me find it, don't It's you? very uh, stripped down. But all my instincts, they return. And the the
2: Salisbury Hill, that's a good song.
1: So soon we'll burn without-
2: Jonathan Massey. <laughs> okay. Um, how old today is Peter Gabriel? 71. Say 71. What do you say, John Dawson? 72. He was born February the 13th in the year of the Lord, 1950. He's 73 today, so congratulations, John Dawson. You get it, but hey, you got to give Jonathan Massey some credit I for that. I give him co- nothing! <laughs> <laughs> Hi, dude. I keep a pocket full of quarters just to stick it in that machine. If I okay? don't do it, you'll be disappointed. <laughs> I would be disappointed. I mean, the, that was... Uh, that was athletic. Yeah. I'm not even to uh, <laughs> the explosion out of the corner. Yeah. Had the hockey stick in his lap, immediately <laughs> drops it to get into it. Yeah. I don't remember this song. I thought I knew this. And, and I, I love don't. the video. It's just the two of them
1: hugging and singing to each other for three minutes. I love it. No big production. I am going
2: to have to check that out because I love Kate Bush. Mm-hmm. I love Peter Gabriel. I don't want to say I love Peter Gabriel. I- Dude, of course I know this song. Yes, I do know this. You're right. What a great song. Okay, okay. Uh, who got you? Got that? Yes. And it goes to you. She was Rizzo in the movie version of Grease. Stocker she was Channing. I had forgotten. You're right. You're right. But I had forgotten this part. She was West Wing. <laughs> Thank you. She was the first lady in the West Wing. Mm-hmm. How do you go from being Rizzo in Greece to being the first lady? I mean, you talk I, about... Uh... Kind of cute, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. She was strong, that's for sure. But just Stalker Channing. Mm-hmm. I, what are, that's a career. Yeah. You know, that is absolutely a career. But uh, how old today is Stalker Channing?
0: 72.
2: You say 72. Do you know who we're talking about? Jonathan, I'm you've real seen Grease. You've never seen Grease the movie. I saw three minutes of it here, and that was a plenty. You had never, you've never seen Grease. It must be a thing from my generation then. And yeah, I'm five years older, or four or years older than you. <laughs> <laughs> if I didn't love you so much, if, Jonathan, if Carid I had a hat, I would don it to you.
1: <laughs> 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 Did she put up a fight? What in the world are they talking
0: about?
1: <laughs> I mean, it wasn't even it was the
0: inflection to tell me more, tell me more. Did she put up a fight?
2: Ha, ha,
1: ha, Yeah, sorry I missed all of that. <laughs> that's pretty good. I
2: got to tell y'all, that's pretty good, okay. But I saved you some editing time because I was getting ready to drop a, uh, yeah, yeah. I
0: can't yeah. imagine why.
2: Yeah. created enough last week <laughs> there you go stalker channing uh you said you 72 it? Yes. 72 what do you say uh jonathan massey 73 she was born february 13th 1944 she's 79 today good mm. lord how about that yeah well think about it she played the first lady what back in the 90s that's uh, 30 years ago so uh i mean that that oh god that, that stands uh, to reason what's wrong uh, 90s was 30 years ago dude somebody i think richard clark sent it to me uh one of these memes and it uh said something about somebody said 30 years ago and i thought they were talking about the 70s they were talking about 1993 and i you know i had to lay down
0: somebody that was born in 89
2: yeah 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 that's crazy so uh anyway so you got stalker chanting so it's now one to one and it goes to you jonathan massey he was uh, the, the mayor of Cleveland, Ohio, before he dis- uh, before he discovered how to be uh, on Shock TV, and he's still going strong today. It's... Oh, Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer today. Did you know that? Jerry Springer really? was the mayor tra- of he Cleveland, He paid a hooker Ohio. with a check one time.
1: <laughs> he paid a hooker with a check. That's how he got called. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he paid a hooker with a check. Oh, my God. He has a serious talk hey, show yeah, in England. To- by the way, Jerry Springer. Yes, I don't know if it's still running, but for years and years, parallel to the goofy one here, he had a serious normal one in
2: England. I did not know that. Did you know that? I had no idea.
1: Also, how long ago
0: did he pay? Because they none of them accept checks now.
2: <laughs> you guys are making me tired. It's Monday, and I'm already exhausted. Oh uh, well, what are you going to do? This is uh, the guy
1: who last week asked me to explain something in 12 seconds into it said, so, okay, that's enough to talk about eggs for three more minutes, by the way. Remember that? No, I don't. Yeah. The, chick, the uh, Golden Corral Buffet. Oh, Epic saga.
2: Linda We've and I, covered it. I know. But Linda and I went back uh, this past weekend, too, dude. It's become <laughs> – <and,
1: laughs>
2: we went back this past weekend. I, I'll tell you more when we get off the air. Okay. It's not bad. It's just – you want me to tell you now and you cut it out?
1: No,
0: no,
2: I
1: don't
2: okay. want to yeah, okay. <laughs> I don't want more work. Okay, so uh Jonathan Massey, uh Jerry, Jerry Springer, Springer 70, how old is he today? 77. You say seventy-seven. What about you over there, Dizzle? Seventy-six. <sighs> He's how 79, about isn't he? how about he was born the same day, year, month, everything is stalker chanting. February the thirteenth, nineteen forty-four? 79 years old, just like Stalker Channing. Stalker Channing and Jerry Springer born the exact same day. Is that not awesome? (coughs) Yes. Okay, uh, so uh, you take a two-to-one lead there, Jonathan Massey. It goes back to you, uh, Dizzle. Uh, Your favorite basketball coach of all time. He coached in Durham for 42 years or 43 years. (sighs) And uh, he is uh, now uh, retired. Allegedly. Even though... I heard some interesting stories. Now, this is from the uh, Duke-Carolina game from a week ago. Of course, it wasn't this past weekend because... I
1: thought he was working
2: part-time as a scarecrow. (laughs) He could be doing that, too. But did you know he... This just... I mean, the man is uh, so old. We're going to get to his age here. I almost said how old he is. Uh, But did you know... That he charges people, he sits up in his, he's got a, you know, the full floor office right above Cameron Indoor Stadium, that office they built beside it, Mm -hmm. and he charges people $20,000 to watch games with him up there in his office, $20,000. For a season? One game. If you want to go watch a game with Mike Shoskeski in his office, you can pay twenty thousand dollars. Now that's alleged. I heard that, but I heard that from a if media. If that's true, guy.
1: we should run the Doctor Phil Coach K thing every week. You know what? I'm I, I'm not going to
2: sit here and defend him, but if the
1: money's going to hustle. charity, that's one thing.
2: <laughs> but if it's not, it's going to the Shoskeski Family Fund. <laughs>
1: well, I'm I'm not anti-capitalism, but every everybody has their limits. So.
2: Anyway, I, just, I was none. blown away by that. I was literally blown away oh, by that. I had no idea what.
0: It's a scummy move. I'm not going to defend it. However, if I had thought of
1: it, I would consider myself a genius. Well, this is the guy who let his players trip people and almost injure them and sat them out one game as punishment. So. Once
0: again, it's a scummy
2: move. But then, <laughs> but then you know, I'm going to bring it up. But then I, what he did for Tina. You know, I mean, I... I I, I try to separate, just tell him what I'm doing right here, John Dawson. He's making a delineation mark. Thank you. Between what he does professionally and the, what he Privately. was like as no, a coach. No. And I will be, what he did for Tina was awesome. I'll never, uh, that's the reason I, I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say right now. I mean, I'll never forget that. And mm-hmm. in fact, uh, introduced Jason Bryant. Jason Bryant was over when the Duke Carolina game was on and i uh told him that story too and just i'd for i had thought about it a little bit but mm-hmm. that's i you're right i have to de- i love that word i have to delineate between mm-hmm. what he's like on the court and the vile person he can be at times between what he did for someone i know per- oh the hell know personally that i was married to and right. made her final weeks and months of her life just pretty awesome you know yep so Enough nice stuff about him. Uh, Mike Krzyzewski, uh John Dawson, how old is he today? 81. You say 81. Uh, Jonathan Massey, how old is Mike Shashesky today? 80. He was born February thirteenth, 1947. He's only 76. Uh, good for him. Yeah. Go I can't believe we've had a five-minute conversation about Krzyzewski and you've not said one thing about his hair color. Come on. Come on, John Dawson. Look, look, look. Slow-pitch softball.
1: Well... It's, it's common knowledge that the Grecian Formula Company was on the verge of bankruptcy. And when Coach K started to go gray, their stock shot up. <laughs> and if you would notice, every Thursday at Cameron Indoor Stadium, there would be a an 18-wheeler <laughs> tanker truck outside with a hose running directly up to Coach K's office. Yeah. And he has just like these big cauldrons of hair dye. And he would even have it applied at halftime in case it didn't look quite right. I mean, his hair was darker at 70 than it was at 25.
2: Well, there you go. You're not wrong. Yeah. Happy birthday, Coach K. Uh, uh, 76 today. You've already clinched the day today, Jonathan Massey, 3-1. to one, But, oh, i got to get the musical hint ready. This is a good one. You'll like it. You'll be the judge of that. I was waiting for you to say that. We're going to retire that. He was a keyboardist and bass player for this band. And he is dead. We'll do that in it's the Monkees. Well, who was the keyboardist and bass player? I don't remember them having a keyboardist. Yeah, they.
1: Well, I know on the records they yeah. did, but when they're standing up playing, they were playing bass guitar, drums, and singing. Yeah. Well, he's a bass player. Uh, Mickey Dolans was the drummer. Curious George. Michael Nesmith. Is it Michael this. Nope, nope. But keep going. I love this. You got two of them. I the, uh, Davy Jones that sang and play tambourine. Who's the? Who's you got the, the fourth one, Peter Tork. Peter Tork. Yeah. Go.
2: I gotta tell you, we we talk about it every time. Well, not every time, but quite a bit. But the 500 songs, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that define rock music, whatever it is, they do two hours on the. The latest one is on the Monkees. Mm-hmm. It is fascinating. Is Did you know? Stone or Clarksville. I think I did on. ask, How? didn't I? No, it's all right. Let me uh, let me find, let me find, let me find. It is so good. Other than that stupid British accent, you gotta let that, that I can't.
1: go. You gotta let that go, dude. I, I anybody can't. that can listen to hip hop, but they don't say a complete word for four minutes. Does not daydream need to believer com- does not need to complain about a British accent.
2: And it's the last one that they're doing on the mic. He's already did one, but it's. Uh, did you know? I had no idea about any of this. That uh, Michael Nesmith and John Lennon were boys. Are you trying to say they're friends in yeah. English? I oh. so they were friends. Okay. Oh,
1: yeah. I know they were boys because they're guys. <laughs> You're saying they're friends. They were friends. Okay. Yes, John. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Zappa was friend. They were. He was in that movie they made.
2: Yeah, ahead uh, Yep. And it's but a trippy uh, movie. but in fact, when uh, the Beatles did the. Uh, Hard days, night. No, not hard days, night. What was the one that they Help. did live? No, well, the, the song that they did live over the. Uh... Oh, all you need is love. All you need is love. Yeah, when they did the worldwide broadcast, that Michael Nesmith is in the in not in the crowd, but in the you know ten or twelve people that are in the studio there with him. Yeah. I had no idea. I didn't know that Nesmith and John Lennon they were actually they became pretty good friends. I Who would have known? I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't either. Uh, but anyway, uh, Peter Torque. Jonathan Massey, uh, if he were still alive today, he died in 2019. So he died four years ago. How old would he be if he were still alive today? 81. How about that wrapping up uh, this Monday edition? What were you going to say? Eighty yeah 81 he was born uh, february 13th uh 1942 so he would be 81 today so congratulations you win today four to one jonathan massey you're now up six days to three he's just running away with this jonathan or john well, i look right at you and call you jonathan well, i mean it is his given name what is your given name jonathan is it yes. oh yeah that's right we don't want to hear that again, do we? Nah. Cool. Rick Lewis, uh, who is with Phenon Hoops, you met him when you used to work at the Holiday Invitational.
0: Any relation to Tyler?
2: Yeah, he's uh, his dad. Oh, okay, yeah, he's Tyler's dad. Uh, hey, by the way, Tyler's working for Phenon Hoops now and uh, doing really well. Doing really well. Uh, but happy birthday, uh, very positive guy. Rick Lewis is one of those just really, really. Positive guys. I you know, follow him on Twitter and everything. You'd never see negativity from him. And I, that's one of the things I like the most about him. And I mean that sincerely. He's a very positive guy. But uh, happy birthday to Rick Lewis. Happy birthday to Robert Dawson. Uh, he's a parent. I got to know him out at Parent Academy over the last couple of years. Uh, but happy birthday to you, Robert. And then Ashley Joyner. i got to tell you, you don't know her personally, but she's the wife of Jeremy Joyner. So uh, she's a long surfer- suffering wife of uh, Coach Jeremy Joyner that over. Was-
0: probably act <laughs> I'm
2: just kidding <laughs> <laughs> but happy birthday Ashley Joyner Robert Dawson Rick Lewis Peter Tort Coach Krzyzewski anybody want to do an impression you do a pretty good impression John Dawson I do oh. I don't think I've ever done a thing oh. I have oh. heard you oh. do
1: <laughs> oh,
0: his back went out? Is that what
2: that No. It Whatever went it either. was,
0: he passed out on the court, but it oh. was the slowest pass I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. yeah.
1: It, it,
2: you it, used to do it. Yeah, you've th- done I'm Mike Krzyzewski before. before.
1: I've never, ever done an impression of
0: him. Hi,
2: I'm Mike Krzyzewski. I am the former head basketball well, see, the coach. Way we,
1: the way we play basketball here is we teach people to do uh, fake fouls. and They <laughs> fall down and feign injuries. That, that's not... That's... Uh, it's more dustin hoffman i don't know
2: what i am mean. <laughs> there you go uh have a great day we'll see you tomorrow it's, hey tomorrow's valentine's day y'all mm. i love doing valentine's day with you john dawson and uh we'll be uh talking about that to- you may that want to rephrase that yeah you know what i mean you know what <laughs> i mean Just reinforcing what
0: I said about Greece.
2: There you go. Have a great day. We'll see you tomorrow on the birthday game presented by GoEco Office Automation. And again, want to thank Paul Whittington for joining us in the first hour. Scott Scooter Rogers uh, here in our second hour. Tomorrow's show, Tuesdays with Trez. Also, Richard Clark on NBA. Have a great Monday. We'll see you tomorrow on the Brian Hanks show presented by Lenore Community College.